Welcome to Automation Advocates, a show where we will talk about automation, manufacturing, and meet some of the personalities that are involved in the industry and get their perspectives. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy creating. Thanks, and here's the show. We back. We back. Hello. We're still in the throes of what I would affectionately call trade show season. Welcome to the fall. (laughs) So much fun. So much fun. Fun, work, exhausting, but fun. Yeah, it's it's the whole get to the show by nine <laughs> or technically <earlier. laughs> technically work the show. Some of us have uh. to work a booth, some of us just to visit as many booths as possible. Uh, talk to as many people as possible while what do you, I like to call it battling the anxiety of getting sick now that we're all conscious that we're actually breathing. The same germs at each other. And then uh, and then it's like, hey, you've got 45 minutes to an hour and a half to catch up with your life that doesn't exist in the trade show. And then you're going to go out for a dinner. Yes. Now, that is for those of you that are attending the the trade show. For those of us uh, over in the, the marketing world that are planning the trade show. <laughs> It's months and months and months of planning and meetings and stress and That's conversations. Why sales is better than marketing. <laughs> but, but you know what? We I, I, got, I found a new button today. You know what I think about that? Uh, that's a terrible cricket. That's a weak I know, cricket. It Get is a cricket with Road, yeah. you need to do better with yeah. your pre-can sounds. Find a cricket right. with some PEDs in it. So let's roll back the way way back machine. You guys had a chance in September to attend. My personal favorite trade show. Really? Yes. Why? IMTS. IMTS. Really? Spell I it figured. Out. What I is, figured. What does that mean? What does it? I mean, machine. Tool. You were there, right? So, International yes. Manufacturing machine. Technology Show it used to be the International Machine Tool Show. Oh, they mm-hmm. did change the. Yeah, oh, they yeah. did. Oh, yeah. I didn't they update my, in there. my mistake. Yeah. Right, just like uh, PMMI is now around uh, packaging and processing, Process, not yeah. just packaging. Mm, so they're, they're all kind of... Yeah. But IMTS, legendary, mm-hmm. gigantic. Yeah. yeah, six days. Fills all of McCormick Place in Chicago, right on the lake. Mm-hmm. Which, which uh, sorry, Chicago, you're not nearly as big as the fairs and uh, the messes in Germany. But hey, you know... You're you got, trying, yeah, you're, you're trying. You're trying. It's still 1.2 million square, square feet. feet. 86,000 registrants. Fair, but I ran around Hanover Messe, <laughs> oh. and without the parking lots, it was four and a half kilometers no, around I, I Hanover. <laughs> it's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Eaton had two booths uh, in uh, nine, eight, 19. A hydraulic booth before they sold off hydraulics to Dan Foss, and their ICD industrial control booth and it was 2.2 kilometers between mm-hmm. the booths mm-hmm. for sure there's a bus system yes they have their own tv network at hanover right it's like, like an airport it's massive yeah there's nuremberg is similar to buildings I mean, it, nuremberg is it's not is as 40 which is next week big. by the way sbs yeah. is next week yeah. tuesday yeah but we didn't get that far yet go back to imts imts so our our venn diagram Yes. Had two bubbles yes. overlapping, <laughs> and uh, I got to hug it out with Sarah, and she bragged about uh, hitting some other uh, podcaster who I'm, I should know and um, I have heard of, but uh, she's yeah, Jake Hall, yeah, Jake Hall, yeah. Shout out, uh, Jake did stop by our booth at IMTS, and uh, 
Yeah, it was good to catch up with him and chat. And then I saw Charlie in the booth, so that was another great surprise that he was also there at the show. Yeah, and then one of my first friends from Trade Show Games, uh, Van, was working the Rital yes. uh, E-Plan. Van Miller. Booth. Van Miller. Yes, Van Miller. Yeah. Yep. Van and I attend. Van was at the first show I went to ever, which was Hanover Messe in 16. Yeah. That was yeah. your first show ever? Well, like first legitimate industrial control. It's a big show. show. <laughs> yeah. Because like, God forbid you went to one domestic. Just go for the Grand Slam right well, off yeah. the gate. I mean, that's, that's how Charlie rolls. Yeah. Rookie at bat number <laughs> one, a, just <laughs> Grand I'm a, Slam. I'm a big believer in giant deltas. <laughs> 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 I mean, I had been to Ashray, I guess, but that was in my prior career. So, which is the uh, HVAC America, show, yes, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's HVAC. Yeah. Yeah. In Don't make Atlanta? me spell out. No, it was in Chicago at McCormick. Chicago? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my favorite thing about M- IMTS, right, is just the the magnitude and the size of the machinery that shows up. Mm-hmm. It's one of the places where I look at it, and I, I think about historically going to the Mazak booth and watching like eight giant horizontal machining centers show up and they just cut chips all day every day for six days were they cutting this year i don't know i, I wasn't didn't get there. the impression they were cutting as much like uh no scotchman was still cutting mm-hmm. and they had people with gloves on actual cutting mm-hmm. obviously a scotchman equi- uh, piece of equipment is not as big of a, as a mazak yep. uh fanuc had a full-on corvette c8 on a lift on, on a, a robotic lift arm doing yeah. i believe a circle yes and uh, that was impressive. Um, well done. It reminded me of what I've seen in Hanover, where uh-huh. they have full-on Volkswagen portions of the manufacturing line, uh, spinning cars or spinning screens. Mm-hmm. Like one year at Hanover, there was, I think it was six or eight screens. They were 65 inches each, and they'd spin out with video content on them, and then they'd come together in a big old... yeah. What's that robot we grew up with? Not Megatron. Voltron. Voltron, And they yeah. come together as one big screen, and I was like, wow. So the robotic arms at their funnest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't want to burst your bubble, but I have more to talk about on that. Um, oh, please give me more. But you're thinking like the, uh, it's got to be even bigger than this. So I'm looking at the Fanuc website, right? The M1000 series is a 1,000 kg payload. A Corvette weighs more than a 1,000 kg, yeah? 2,000 pounds. Bit, yeah. Maybe they use the same one. Anyway, giant robots. Yeah, the base of the damn thing. I mean, I can't imagine what they had to do to modify. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah, but to put it in into McCormick, I mean. Screws to the floor. Yeah. They yeah. drilled holes in the floor. Yeah, with the yeah. shotguns. Screws. Yeah. Yeah, hilti. Yeah. Or bust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah, out. it's fascinating what, uh, and then the smells. So they were cutting because you could smell the, the coolant. coolant. Smell? You could yeah. smell the coolant. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I know some of, some, in doing booth design, you have to pay to rent electrical and pneumatic, right? And then you have to rent your carpet. Yes, and bartenders. That's more of a German thing. Yeah, it's thing. more of a German thing. Yeah, but there um, was a sports bar drill bit uh, at IMTS, and they yeah. had a sports bar with, complete with pool tables, or not pool tables, they had ping pong, they had uh, Big Buck Hunter, yeah. and they had uh, sports games, they had popcorn, and, of course, uh, suds. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. whose drill bits they were, but they were they had a full booth and they had lots of. I fun. bet they made big holes. Big. 
precise ones too, yes, maybe. Yes, it was a it was beautiful. But yeah, in Germany, the beer starts at 10 a.m. The sausages are right around the corner, and um, it's a it's a good time. Oh, man, I miss that. Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, the double decker booths too, where you can you know go up for a visit and it's mm-hmm. somewhat quiet. There's no real ceilings on these no, fake there's no partitioned out offices, but they do have doors. And then they generally, I'm with an automation company of some sort, so then they have integrated their products into the room to call the catering staff who come up and <laughs> present you a, a, con- a condensed menu, but a menu nonetheless. Like, oh, would you like the vegetarian lunch option or would you like the meat, meat, meat option? And then... You know, what would you like to drink? Here's our drink menu. And then that person whisks away and comes back moments later. And you have a legitimate lunch in a little... It's kind of like an Airstream office. Yeah. And you're and you're <laughs> 10 feet above the yeah. floor. But these booths are... For those of you who have never been to a trade show like this, like the, the Eaton or the Wago booth at, at Hanover is 10,000 square feet. Easily. Easily. And it's it's a walking... You can walk through their catalog, which... It's impressive because they have roughly 180,000 SKUs, and you're like, how did you get all that here? Trucks. Trucks. Lots and lots of trucks. And all my and all I hear is dollar signs every time you're talking about a second-story booth and then food, and, and, and. I just keep hearing ching, 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 the yes. dollar amount to put that together. But, <laughs> but you know, so in the, in the concentric circles that are marketing and sales, yes. you have to cast a very wide net. Yes. You have to be present at these shows in yep. order to be relevant in the market. Brand awareness. Exactly. Yep. And you may not convert a customer that day, but you may inform a customer that they yes. should you should nudge them your into your bucket away from the Schneider bucket or whatever it is. Correct. And and that is how you have these collisions because at Hanover, the intersection I'm referring to, I believe is building 11 consistently and it's it's Wago, Eaton, Weidmuller and Schneider. Ooh, all together. And they're all right there and you're like it reminds me of a, a intersection in uh, I think it was Wichita, Kansas, at one point, had four Pizza Huts on each corner of the <laughs> What's, It's like when we go to the mall and you have the Apple store on your left and the Microsoft Office store on your exactly. right, and they're right across from each other yeah. with glass doors and awkward yeah. stairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Home Depot across from Menards. You're like, huh. Next to the Lowe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, well, I hope anyway. you need a two-by-four on this side of town and not the other side. Right. <laughs> well, so it's interesting you, you bring up the dollar sign piece because I know there's this... I guess I'm going to call it an industry push or mm-hmm. thought that, hey, we don't really want to all get together. Can't we just do this over Teams? Can't we just use the internets? Yes. it's. Can't we just like do a really cool webinar that five people attended and then that supersedes our trade show presence? It doesn't work because you don't get to interrupt each other. So. It, right? Just like this. Do I hit a button again? Yeah, right? Another. <laughs> you need a better noise on this next time. No, that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> noise. Terrible. Intersect, yeah, interruptions are like car crashes. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. No, and that's where we've had discussions uh, within our company is how do you put together a scorecard on a trade show? Now, it's easy when you're looking at physically creating a booth, right? You have a dollar amount per square foot. You have a goal to, to keep your spend within. But to your point, Charlie, 
how do I capture the visibility of now my brand? You know, I have to look at how many visitors, Justin, did you rattle off for IMTS? Uh, a lot. I lost the page. 86, it was 86,307 registrants in 2022. Exactly. So I take that into consideration. Potential visibility from people just walking by and seeing my booth. And just because they didn't get scanned. So. Correct. For those of you that don't know, normally you've got some sort of scanner. You take a picture of somebody's badge. Lead you take a few tool. notes. And then you can hand that off. Shove it in your CRM system and metric the death out of it. Yes, the lead capture of but an I event. But I would say <laughs> makes Charlie shudder. <laughs> yeah. you, you probably get four times that, five times that, in exposure of people walking yes. by that go, huh. "I don't really want to talk to you, but I'm going to look you up later." Exactly, and so you have to take that into consideration because it's very easy to 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 do your ROI on number of leads scanned, right? Badges scanned, leads captured. Well, now I'm going to do math. I spent X amount on my show. I only captured so many leads. Oh, it's thousands of dollars per leads. It's too expensive. What else can I do virtually to save money? But they're not taking into account the exposure, right? Or the conversations. Well, you can't quantify it. You can't quantify it. The bean counters, the accountants that apparently are slowly starting to take over the companies again is like, dude... You've never sold anything. You don't understand the You've sales cycle. And then the sales cycle, and like to your point, and an inquiry now, well, now it could take another 12 months to nurture them to a buying customer, but that was someone you never would have captured on a webcast. Correct. So there's all these additional measurements of these shows that how do you do a good scorecard to show that they're valuable and then pick the right one for your company, for your audience. So here's an interesting thought about webinars that just hit me just now, right? And and, and we'll come back to um, trade shows in a second, but I think about who attends a webinar. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it's your salespeople, it's your distributor partners, and it's your existing customers. I don't know that you get a ton of brand new customers, you know, wide open, you know, prairie range chicken kind of thing like these are people you already know yeah 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 yeah. so did you gain anything other than deepening a relationship like that's the real trick and this is where you and i had a great time for the better part of half of a decade was finding new stuff that hadn't been touched correct and crushing it crushing crushing it still fun still can happen fun maybe we'll have to get the band back together in a more formal state <laughs> that's the goal uh so i i agree and the 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 thing that trips me out the most is the fact that people aren't aren't putting their booth up like there's tier one manufacturers that aren't going to be at sps this year mm-hmm. i'm not going to name names but it it's disconcerting to say the least yes because i think it's a step backwards and the ramifications will not be something that people will be able to quantify. Uh, and I don't see that. It's not like I see that savings going into other resources. No. And now you have two years of no travel, two years of no trade shows. And mm-hmm. now everyone's doing every trade show in 2022. Mm-hmm. So from the financial perspective, not everyone, by the way, correct. But from the financial perspective, everyone went, Whoa, my spend is off the charts now for trade shows and travel. What happened? Well, mm-hmm. you have two years of flatline and now mm-hmm. this huge. So mm-hmm. to your point, 
I can see conversations going into 23 on, do we really need trade shows? The answer is yes, but let's pick the right ones. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing all of them, are there one or two we should do very well? Mm -hmm. And versus trying to do six Mm -hmm. half-assed. Because you can't quantify what you're missing out on. It's so hard to capture because you... Correct. And like the the IMTS is um, co-branded show now, which is becoming more and more popular where they yeah. can combine two different shows. So uh, Hanover Messe, which is the giant show we've alluded or spoke of already from it's in Hanover, Germany, which is north central Germany. They have a fairgrounds. I think Every Hanover spring. is number 11 city in Germany or number 12 Usually in terms of population. April, May timeframe in the spring. Yep, it's yep. generally third week of May um, or April, excuse me. And um, it is a hoot. There's a lot of manufacturers within a two hour drive of Hanover. So generally you can combine it with a factory tour. Um, and so it they tried like- to do IMTS this year in Chicago or they did with a Hanover co-branded show. Correct. And, they did a good job of designating how to get to the Hanover area and where it was, but they didn't do, in my opinion, a, the best job in terms of consolidating those folks that are generally at Hanover Messe in April and putting them in the right place. Correct, because we were in a different hall, but we correct. were part of IMTS, yes, or, correct. and Hanover. Yeah, I, I understand like, that. So E-Plan wasn't, in my opinion, in the right area. Correct. Wagga wasn't in the right area. Correct. Um, there were some empty booths that, you know, could have been better. There could, there could have been some rearrangement of things. And I'm sure they'll get that ironed out, those details. But attendance could have been better in terms of manufacturers who attend both shows or should attend both shows. Um, because to your point, like, okay, maybe the the customer doesn't have the budget to go to Germany, but they have the budget to go to Chicago. Yes. So go to Chicago. And, uh, I mean, I had this conversation yesterday with the customer. He's like, so, you know, I'm looking. He's, I told him I was going to SPS next week. And I asked him if there's anything he wanted me to look out for. And he's like, well, I've been meaning to get to a show. I'm like, well, you should, you should have gone to PAC Expo or you should have gone to IMTS. And he's like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, do it. Automation fair is two weeks away. That one's free. It's at McCormick this year, Chicago, it's Illinois. Free? It's free. Why? Is that new? No, registration no. for automation fair has always been free. Oh, wow. Yeah, Talk about a, somebody who understands how to market. I mean, that is their strength, isn't it? Yeah. It's the big one, R. Yeah. yeah. But 66,000 attendees at Hanover last go-round. Yeah, but I, I got to believe it was much bigger. Prior uh, to. Uh, yeah. Like, look at if you could find 18 statistics. They don't make it easy. But I'll no, look. I, understand. <clears throat> I understand. But either way, that's still a substantial footprint right well yeah i mean and sps got smart this year they Mm -hmm. generally were the tuesday wednesday thursday of thanksgiving week and this year (laughs) they're they're next week they're next week already right yeah it's great uh so i'll actually get to stay the whole time uh the first time i went to sps i uh i flew home on wednesday and it was and i got to i got to uh northwest iowa at 11 p.m started at 6 a.m in germany and made the whole trek and wow Amazing what you can do day. with yeah. what you can do with a couple of tubes and some time in the air. So SPS for 2021 had says 5,400 exhibitors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that's true. Siemens had I think somewhere around 30,000 square feet. I mean they had a whole building. It was bananas. And what's cool, and this is the other piece that I, I think is interesting about our industry, 
we've kind of pivoted all over the place here, but it's still made up of a bunch of tinkerers. Yeah, I mean, Wago was started by a dude in his garage. Right. Yeah. And and now you got people using Wago terminal locks all over the place. I mean, you've got Wago, Widemuller, and Phoenix, kind of the three um, terminal block standards in the world. Mm-hmm. They're all within, I think, 50 kilometers of each other. Yep. And um, that's impressive. But I even think least. about, like, back to my iTrack days, like, I would bring a, a, a mover, the vehicle, right? Mm hmm. Just to put in somebody's hand. Correct. Because like, it's real. Here's it on the screen. It. I can yeah, show yeah. you a neat video, yeah. but now I'm going to let you touch it. Yeah. And there was a, a study that I'm going to have to go back and find statistics on this because I'm slow this morning. But there was a study that if you, and this is why they make you try stuff on at jewelry stores, uh, you're 90% more likely to buy if you touch it because now you can envision yourself owning it. Correct. Or you go to the Omron booth and you get your tail beat by the robot in a game of ping pong. <laughs> yep. Because you're yeah. not as good as Timo Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that callback right I there. I like that one. Boom. I like that one. I paid yeah. foosball at the pills booth, you know? Yes. And like, it's just all kinds of things like that that it's just like, okay, this is a fun way to demonstrate safely how this, this technology can be de- applied and deployed. And, and uh, now you have that understanding. Every time you reached into the foosball booth to get the ball out, uh, everything was just shut down. Was and so they had light curtains over it. Say, it was yeah. a real neat way to do that. And I was like, hey, bravo. Yeah, and that's your point. That's that's delicate balance going back to the booth planning perspective is, okay, do I need to bring every single item we offer or what's the best representation, right? Because you mm-hmm. have to, what can I fit in my booth space? Because I want someone to see it, right? Interact with it. Focus on it. Focus on it. Yet, I can't bring everything. Correct, because then you lose focus. Then I lose focus. And so, yeah, that, that, is, that it is an interesting balance from well, the planning perspective. Well, your booth is even more challenging now because you're selling software. It's software. So and now, boxes. <laughs> software yeah. and enclosures. Yes, yeah. we have software enclosures. But now, okay. If I have my software displayed on a 55-inch screen, is that going to be enough to catch your attention to want to come in and and experience it? I do don't I envy need, your position. Do you need videos, right? Do I need someone with a sandwich board and an iPad? So these are the conversations to make or it you engaging could go to the, entertaining. the Italian route. Have you seen the Italian route? <laughs> no. We'll just put models in skimpy outfits yes. on the perimeter. A talent. that They call that talent. Booth yeah. talent. Yeah. Um, so do they still do that at SPS? Dude, at IMTS in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a gear manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Straight up, four inch mini skirts on six to ten talented talent. individuals. Yes, interesting. Individual. Stateside even. Correct. And yeah. then next door to that, I think it was the Carl Zeiss booth. They just had every genre of human in a black Carl Zeiss outfit, uh-huh. standing up like like a perimeter, and they were just like, "Hey man, do you want to talk about lenses? Do you want to talk about three D X rays or?" Whatever that yeah, yeah. size was selling, yeah. and they just overwhelmed you with with knowledgeable people, not 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 amazing to look at people. <laughs> was like when you walk in this, what is it, the mall, and do you want to what is it, the perfume aisle? You have totally. to do the run through yeah. because yeah. they're all coming at you, yeah. and you're like, I don't want any perfume. I just want to get over Correct. to housewares. Correct. I remember one trip to SPS. This was probably 2011. Wow, I don't know it's been a while. I need to go back. Come on. I got a carry-on uh, I don't think I'm going to fit in your carry-on. 
I'm over the weight limit for the uh, overhead bin. That would have been. Sir, why does your carry-on keep moving? Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's hungry. It's hungry. (laughs) It will be in eight and a half hours when we land. Charlie just throwing snacks up above. But But the booth across the aisle from us, we were working, and, uh, they brought out two ladies in a bikini bottom and stickers on the top. Yep. And they airbrush painted them. Yep. To look like whatever product they had. Correct. That is not happening to my knowledge or hasn't in the last two times we've been to SPS. Okay. It still is happening at the Italian show in May. Of course it is. So depending <laughs> on your travel schedule, <laughs> the Italians, <laughs> they're still down to play. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. I, I can't believe it is even in these days. Right. But hey, you know, everybody's got a mission. That, that a, there is. And well, and, get there. and you throw underwear models on the side of a bus in L.A., right? Like super normal. Totally. I don't know. Um, but I, I guess so we'll pivot a little bit, uh, thinking about shows and thinking about kind of the fun elements, right? So every time I, I spent a long portion of my career seeing nothing but factories, airports, hotels, and factories never did anything fun. And, uh, that sucks. Um, yeah, you got to sprinkle it in. Yeah. So now I'm making up for lost time. So every time I go somewhere I'm like, where can I go to have a little fun and mm-hmm. the little boondoggling? And uh, I feel like trade shows are a good place to do some of those things. Um, there's a lot of the hospitality events coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other places you get to see. And, and you were just telling us a story. You, so you're heading to SPS today. Yeah. As we're recording this, right? So this yeah. will air in five days from now. So you'll be in Germany when this hits the oh, hits the airwaves. Cool. You've got a plan. Yeah, I mean, I... I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to go, um, thankfully, to my employer. And uh, there's a bunch of responsibility that comes with that privilege. But I also Always, have right? Some... It's never vacation. Correct. It is, it is work. But I, I always like to front load my trip um, with some time to kind of adjust to the timing of the seven hours in the future. And um, so, yeah, sleep as much as you can on the plane and then optimize as much as when you get on the ground. And um generally in the past i've gone mountain running or yeah it's just mainly mountain running in innsbruck or switzerland or wherever and i try and get into a factory tour before the show starts because the show starts on tuesday so monday i'm going to see and uh the eaton large circuit breaker manufacturing plant in northeast austria is there a frame size attached to those uh, four and up. So I believe Ooh. that's uh, 800 and up. So oh, these are like the size of microwaves. Yes, thank you. It's a good way to put it. Let's say the large breakers. Give or take, right? Yeah, At least yeah. a shoebox yeah, and not a chilling shoebox. Yeah, box. the frame six breaker is about 100 pounds, 100, and it'll do 2,000 amps. And Almost they go. Almost the air circuit breakers, right? Ka-chunk. Pretty close. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's not the magnums. Um, yep. But... Yeah, it'll be my, I think I was doing, a, I had to do a presentation to inform them of how many places I've been. I think this will be my ninth Eaton plant. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I get a t-shirt next one, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Punch card. Yeah. Uh, so, but or then, just one breaker delivered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll just bring it home with me. Um, Supply chain joke. Yeah, Punch. so I'm, I'm running with... Uh, some still some uh, patella tendonitis, so I'm not running as much as I'd like to right now. So uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, soccer or football lately, and so I'm I'm gonna 
and my favorite thing to do is have comparative cultural experiences. So those include driving, um, eating, movie theaters, uh, coffee shops, museums. But I've never done a um, pro sporting event. So Overseas. Overseas. Okay. So I've done every pro sporting event except for maybe golf here and uh, underwater basket weaving. Yeah. And um, so I'm going to go to uh, a match at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin tomorrow. It's a long day tomorrow. And then uh, one in Vienna on Sunday because, you know, one two is better than one. And uh, it should be a darn good time. That should be just an amazing mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really... I really appreciate the energy that European football fans have. Mm-hmm. I respect the fact that I'm not going to a Premier League match, but Bundesliga is pretty, you know, it's a good second fiddle. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, buying a ticket for one person is pretty easy to get a pretty good seat. So, yeah. yeah uh, well, why row, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, row seven or one there is where go. I'll be at. In the middle of it all, and uh, I won't really understand maybe any words, and that's great. That's probably the one thing I miss from going to maybe a, a an England-based match would be even better. Sure, just sure. because of the, the amount of shit talking. Yes, that you hear. <laughs> but the tone, you you can pretty oh, much yeah. Ca- yeah, yeah, and the smoke, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've when we lived in Chicago, we went to a world qualifying match between USA and Honduras, and I was out for a run that morning. Didn't know the match was in town. We lived four blocks from Soldier Field. And it was running around, and all of a sudden, this this pickup truck with Delaware plates comes by, and it's got a Honduran flag in the back of the bed with people. And it's six feet cantilevered out the back of the truck. And I'm like, that's a that's a really long flag. That's a, that's a 12-footer, you know? And I'm like, what's going on? And the next thing you know, I see some more blue and white, you know, colored folks running around. And I'm like, oh. I get home, I go, honey, I think there's something going on that we should check out today at the, at the soldier field. And she's like, yeah? And I'm like, yeah. Rolled down there, a couple 50s in my pocket, and I was like, hey, man, I'd like to go in and see what's going on. And it's, sure enough, it's a world qualifying match. And there was a dude with one of those, this was 2008. There's a dude with a Vuvuzela, I kid you not. Ten, oh, the, uh, the, feet, the horn. 10 feet behind me at a 40-degree at a angle. Just did that the whole match. <laughs> we saw smoke bombs. We saw boots getting thrown from the upper deck. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, now I've been going to Minnesota United matches here and cheering on the loons. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, it, the Wonderwall and all the and the fans are great. But, I mean, 80,000 people in Olympic Stadium tomorrow in Berlin. The energy. The, I just said For the sure. energy. Yeah. Oh. And the food. Yeah, then, oh. then, well, and then I get to have my concession. The, you know, yes. I get to get more data from my concession. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're going to follow. I love it. I, I oh. wonder if the Germans have figured this out. I wonder if they're deploying any automation solutions. So I intend to get there early. There you yeah. go. And uh, I'm going to have a comparative analysis, and I will report uh. back. <laughs> Do you want to borrow a trail camera or something that you no, can just no. like, stick up on the pole? Go, GoPro right there on yeah, his right. head. Yeah, on yeah, his, yeah right. just wear your GoPro the whole yeah. time. That's I fantastic. Just, I, I look German enough. I will blend in. Yeah, blue-eyed blonde right yeah, there. You're yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I was curious. So the, the Olympics were in 
Berlin in 1936. The ones in Munich were in 1972. Uh-huh. So a similar SPS boondoggle story, me and my eight or nine yeah, counterparts from like Wago. Once, did you? Yeah, so we went over there. We toured our factory, and then we went and saw the folks at 3S that make Codasys. Yep. Um, and then we went to the show. And after you've spent enough time eating nothing but sausages and potatoes for like a week. Sauerkraut. Don't forget the sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Yeah, and mustard, which I despise. It's awesome. Uh, Yeah, forget catsup. I know, I know. No, it's illegal. Mustard goes on your rot. Just like in Chicago, right? right? Yes, you can't put ketchup on a a sausage. You'll be asked to leave. Yeah, there's a rule. So we we went and toured the Olympic grounds in Munich, and there's like the hill of the rubble. Yeah. um, From when we bombed them in the 40s. Yeah. And... uh, it was like a, again, it's early November, late November. So it's like that sleety snow thing going on. And it's we're cold. all wearing yeah. dress pants and flats and yeah. loafers. Yeah. Right. And my, uh, my counterpart from Pittsburgh, Roger, thanks for this. He's like, hey, 20 euros, you can't walk straight to the top because the, the, the paved trails all switch back up to the sure. top of this rubble hill, which is now grass. Sure. I walked to the top. No big deal. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Coming down. So I'm hanging out, waiting for him. We get to the top, and Roger goes, double or nothing. Get to the bottom. All Without right. falling? That's well, the intent? Well, so <laughs> like once upon a time, I was maybe not the brightest bulb on the tree, and we can debate the merits of whether that's still true or not. So I start walking down this sleet-covered hill. Yeah. And my shoes start slipping. Yeah. You know, and so then I start first. walking faster, uh-huh. thinking, well, I'll just beat the slip. Did you, did you did you put your uh, did you move your hips forward over your balls of your feet? Probably not. Yeah. No, because I didn't have hiking poles, which I've learned is a huge thing with hiking poles. Because now you can get forward instead of backward, and your balance anyway, life altering having those. By the way, but uh, the fast walk turns into a slow jog, which turns into a fast jog, which is just falling in a controlled state. Yeah. What it, what what is it, Buzz Lightyear? Falling with style. With yes. style. Yeah. yeah. And I've got like two thirds of this hill to go. Ooh. And all of a sudden I'm doing a full out sprint. Yeah. And then my face is going faster than my feet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Down yeah. goes Justin. Oh, you lost your 40 euro. Uh, uh, yeah. And I left like a 12 foot skid mark down the side of this hill. But because you and I are professionals at falling because of skateboards and snowboards yeah. and all the other Biking, stupid shit we've yeah, done over the yeah. course of our life. Yeah. I knew to tuck and roll quite literally yeah. and take it on the shoulder and just slide and roll. Yeah. So everyone, I could hear him up the hill. are like, holy shit, he's dead. <laughs> and so I laid there for about five seconds. Mark DeKramer was there yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. The whole crew. And so after about five seconds, I'm like, uh, you know, kind of doing the self-checkout. Yeah. No pain. I got up and took a bow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to own it. But uh, so that's where I was. That's my trade show story. They have surfing in Munich. You know about this? Is it an indoor one of like the Kelly Slater Park kind of thing? No, they have a river. How do you surf a river? Look it up. There's a river where they, uh, my understanding is they had some construction. In which city? Munich? In Munich. And they they dropped a bunch of uh, uh, refuse from the construction mm-hmm. of a road or sidewalk or both into the river. And it just made a break. Oh, I, I get it. Yeah, they got breaks now that the water's flowing a specific yeah, way. Oh, there this it is. is. This, is, this has been in since like the 80s. There it is. Huh. Yeah. And uh, it's legit river surfing. Wow. Yeah. So speaking of surfing, next week, God forbid, somebody had to go to Southern California to uh, speak at a life sciences event. Mm. 
totally bring my wetsuit. And you're going to go surfing? Oh, yeah. Where, Huntington Beach or what? Uh, Newport. Newport, there you go. Just because it's where Why I'm not? staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. You gotta mix. Just get away or GoPro. Yeah, if they're gonna, <laughs> if they're gonna, if they're gonna make you swim, you know, sleep in somebody else's bed, you should, you know, squeeze some time in for yourself. Yeah, it, and I would still say, even when I sneak in the boondoggle, right? Whether it's a like I'll go surf next week or I'll go hike or whatever else, I always have told my boss the most productive I am is when you put me in a hotel room because I don't, I don't really go out by myself anymore. Mm. Um, so once I'm done boondoggling, hiking, it gets dark, right? Call it seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got me captive for two hours. Totally. So I just yeah. lock in with my laptop and yeah. bang, bang shit out. I do too. But I, the, I, the thing I really enjoy about front loading a trip like I'm doing is the, the stories that come of it. People love to hear it. Like, so you traveled to our sure. country yes. and you're like, what have you been doing? And in the past I've been driving nine 11s around, uh, you know, the fastest roads I can find outside of Wurzburg and, you know, and crushing 170 miles an hour and not dying. And people are like, you drove a Porsche? I'm like, why not? They rent them all the time. Well, in yeah. talk about it when people come to the booth. They come to the booth because they want to learn. But to your point, now you can have a conversation and a connection, which is going to last longer with that customer mm-hmm. than the 13 products you showed them or the video mm-hmm. you played for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember that guy they talked to that rented a Porsche from America, you know, mm-hmm. the American that rented the Porsche, mm-hmm. did the driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he worked here, but he did this. Yep. Right? And, that, and that's what starts to get that relationship building going and that you don't always capture. Correct. From the from the trade shows or forget because to, despite all the CRM metrics, yes, people buy from people. people. This Correct. is a relationship selling business, and unfortunately, generally, I'm making a giant generalization here. The accountants don't understand it because they can't tie a metric to it. Exactly, it's so hard to tie a metric to that. So we were just at Pack Expo, mm-hmm. which is similarly large. Not my favorite show, even though it's what I do for a daily job. It's awesome. And uh, how many Cheetos are given away at Pack Expo? Not you a know? lot, really. Not, not a lot of food going on. So, well, a lot Come of the on. when they are demos, they just recycle the same box and product. Yeah. So at the end of the show, well, yes, but also really difficult to bring in like semi trucks full of a product. No, it isn't. Um, you brought in a Mazak machine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's difficult. So our, I've seen the guys uh, stacking the shelves at the Frito Bag. I used to switch them ice <laughs> when I was delivering ice in college. Like, it's cool. Our uh, our Rockwell sponsored hospitality event. We rented out the room where the U five hundred five is at the Science yeah, and yeah, Industry yeah, Museum. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Very like, cool. How often when you get two hours to hang out next to a submarine and have did you, uh, snacks? Did you go to the simulated tornado they have in there now? No. So, I mean, it was closed down to only that room, right? Yeah. But uh, but I totally go back. 505. 505. Um, but it was cool, right? So they set up tables. Um, trying to think of other really cool places. In Chicago? Uh, just in general that I've had trade show events at. The guys right here at MDM. The guys from uh, Automation Inc. a million years ago used to rent out the back room at McCormick and Schmick's every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd walk the three blocks there and have really totally. expensive cocktails and seafood on them. Totally. I'll always love that event. Yeah. Oh, wasn't there a Peck Expo in Las Vegas, an event at the base of the Eiffel Tower at the Paris Hotel? There, yes, there was. Of and the there roof is. of the Rio, that was fun too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's why they build these places. It is fun. It is fun, but it is a lot of work. So as a 
My favorite is guest. the yeah. my favorite is the the German trade shows generally have a cover band singing U.S. based music. <laughs> oh, that is amazing! <laughs> With a German accent. I mean, the accent generally is covered up, you know, as as the the artist tends to do. But oh, that's it's good. Still, I mean, like the back off party at SBS is pretty notorious, and uh, yeah, I mean the the food is wonderful. Uh, yeah. The the entertainment is entertaining. And, um, yeah, I mean, they do a good job, but to your point, it's like, wow, wow. What, I mean, I don't think, I think there's a, I think there's a serious case of the efforts there on that budget there. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> All the dollars. <laughs> yeah. All the dollars. Yeah. Just cover the room in red and, uh, make it loud and, uh, make it tasty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Well, and you'd mentioned kind of showing up at nine, doing the thing as, uh, as an exhibitor on the other side of these things. I could tell you it starts way earlier than that, oh, yeah. and it, it never ends, right? So, oh, my morning still starts early. It's well, that's because you go you're... run a marathon before we all get out of bed. Yeah, and then then you have to manage your U.S. based business, and then you go to the show. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, I just know, like for Pack, even here in Chicago, I think I got to the floor every day at about seven forty-five, even though it opened at nine. Sure. Just mm-hmm. prep, make sure everything's up, running, check on the team. Yeah. Try to maybe see a customer before the rope drops because mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it turns off till like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Like of the show so. ends, but you're... Uh, and you're going it's and you're exhausting. having to host this, you know, dinner or party or, yeah. I you almost eat a, eat, a, eat a piece of meat that's been aging for 35 days. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. Trying to think, did I have any really good food the last couple shows? I think I think they should take a page out of previous episodes and upgrade the badges on these trade shows. Yes. Okay. Do and tell. You, Do and tell. you throw a Koopa tag on the badge. Okay. And then you get to capture without this and you capture it without them having to it's a passive capture versus Mm -hmm. an active capture i think the active capture is cumbersome i don't think the majority of the interactions where i've been captured have been pleasant it's been oh i don't know how this works oh this is terrible or oh i gotta reset please state and that interrupts the flow of the conversation well it does because like you said we are challenging our entire booth staff you must capture all right, the you leads. give them quota, quotas. Exactly. It's you, like, yeah, and then like driving through seven brand new highway patrol, you know, speed checks. It's exactly. terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. What was your name again? And are you yeah. an engineer? Or are you a user? But wait, are you an OEM? But wait, or do you yeah. have a do you have a funded need? Or are you just researching and looking? Like I yeah. love the lead capture. Yeah. But and then people don't want to talk to you because they don't want their badge scanned. Correct. <laughs> so then put a darn uh, RFID tag in there, and then just. Put up, you know, like, oh, this person walked by. Oh, this person stood in your booth for this many minutes. Well, yes. that expresses interest. And that's a captive uh, metric that is much more quantifiable than, oh. And then you still get all that information, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Murray in Germany because it's an option in the titles. So, <laughs> Which I have a funny story. Oh, I have a funny story on uh, that, but continue on with yours. Yeah, so that that's that's what I think is missing. It's like we're at an automation fair. Why don't you automate the capture mm-hmm. instead of just keep going with the same metric that has been going on for years at, at the Tupperware show? And yes. uh, Do we know. need to call Tom up and be like, Tom, 
we, well, I think, we have our killer I mean, app. I'd like to think Tom is still listening. That would be great. You know, yeah. Tom, run with this baby. But um, yeah, I think I think that would make it easier for everybody, mm-hmm. both attendees and exhibitors, because they get much better data. Like we know this person was in this. You know, there's in in Hanover. I believe there's 38 buildings. So we know. Holy cow! Yeah, we know that. And I, when I go, I only go to four buildings because that's either where your booth is or where your customers are, Correct. and you don't have time to go to all of them. And if it's inclimatic weather, well, then I'm walking through the building, so you can see, like, oh, this person maintained a, you know, a three mile an hour pace through buildings one through ten, and then they got to ten, and they spent two and a half hours in ten, mm-hmm. and they went to six booths within ten. Okay, well, those six booths probably want to know my information. Ship it to them. Because when you sign up for a trade show, you consent to your information being scanned, oh, used, yeah. collected. You Correct. will be you you consent to being contacted. Oh yeah. There's videotaped. Same, yes, yeah. pictures. Oh yeah. yeah. Fed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's missing. Again, we have all this radio FID stuff. You have my Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. You should you I mean I have an app. All these things have apps now. Oh yeah. Even the tiny little uh, Innovation Summit trade show I went to in D.C. in September had an app. How was that, by the way? It was great. It was just very, very tiny and very, very, you know, I presented a poster and it was kind of science fair-like, okay. but it was neat. Um, the simulation is real because, of course, there were two days of posters and there was 26 posters each day, I think. And who did I get set up next to at random? The professor from the south dakota school mines my alma mater no way we shared a board and i had our foundry casting systems poster and he had his poster on uh super cold weather uh insulated walls super <laughs> cold weather insulated walls He's pitching the navy with some crazy chemical research on uh high density foam i'm really murdering it dr david uh i forgot his last name but nice bloke he's from the uk would I use this in normal weather homes too? Oh, you definitely could, but they're going after the, you know, submarines and no, carriers just the, and the naval base that we have up in the northern Arctic, you know, oh, off yeah. Nome. Yeah, you know, and it's like you know the Navy has a giant energy problem. They produce a ton of energy, but they just exhaust it into the air, primarily. Sure. I think I think he said it was the majority of the energy produced by the Navy is just lost in and heat escaping. And so sure. this modular uh, panel would capture and hold that in more. And it's lighter and easier to build up versus two by six walls. Interesting. Very. Huh. But, so there's, there's all kinds of, and then the dudes behind us who we need to talk to, they were the ones that automated the uh, earth movers and excavators. Oh yeah. 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 So there's just loads of things like that. Um, Dark Pulse, they were the lead uh, sponsor of the thing. They put fiber optics in roads and runways mm-hmm. so that when the jet lands heavy, you can dispatch Sarah and her crew of <laughs> concrete ninjas to go out to the runway 4-6 and say, hey, this two-foot by two-foot square is has, has, has a dimple in it. You need to go fix Whoa. it. Or, Justin, go out to the bridge over the River Koi and say, hey, you know, there's 10 spots you need to inspect, and huh. here are the spots to the millimeter versus cool. currently 
people are going out going, I know there's 10 spots I need to check out here. Maybe. I couldn't find the last two, though. Right. So we just cut cut bait and went home for the day. What's interesting, and, and this kind of comes full circle back to that exposure piece Sarah was talking about, and I think about when I've walked through like the bowels of Peck Expo or the bowels of SPS, and you you see things that you would have not expected. And by bowels, he means the smaller booths when the more Small. tucked away corners from yeah. startups. Cause like 10 foot by 10 foot is a big booth down there, right? Uh-huh. Correct. And you get down IMTS there. IMTS has like a six foot square booth option for yeah. those of you that really want to. Tabletop and, and, and a poster board. <laughs> correct. And the ceiling is lower and it's, you know, I mean, it's. But there's start. all sorts of rad stuff down there correct. and you go. I'd have never thought of that. And it, you're right. It's all startups. It's all stuff that's trying to break into the market. Oh. And there's so much cool shit down oh, there. Oh, what, what, what a Peck Expo. They had a name for it. They had a, a dedicated area for that I didn't startups. get there, so I'm not sure. We, yeah, but there was a, an area for those that were starting up new technology. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I've seen where they have tried to highlight those areas for those that are new trying to break in. Yeah, but you know what they don't do? They don't make it affordable for startups. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. You 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 want to do math? We, we can do math on. Uh, we'll give you this spot underneath the staircase, but it's still going to cost you 50k. Yeah, it's more like six grand, but it's just like, dude, yeah, it's my like, burn rate is you know around twenty two hundred dollars a month, and you want me to blow three months on a booth that correct. maybe I'll get to see people. Oh, and by the way, it's in the back. Uh huh. Like. In the basement. Yeah, and you won't let me cook popcorn to pull people in? Like, Agreed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about pricing per square foot. That's a good idea, the popcorn thing. Oh, it happens all the time, dude. Or just burn a candle <sighs> that smells like popcorn. Is that the other <laughs> cheat code? <laughs> smoke machine. <laughs> yes, smoke machine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be funny. I mean, you know, you know you've got a creative startup when they've got a pasty uh, talent uh, provider up front passing mm-hmm. out business cards. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that yet. Because they couldn't afford it because they spent six grand to get that 24-square-foot booth. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. yeah, you have to estimate at least 250 U.S. dollars per square foot. Yeah. At least. Man. Just for any, and that's just for physical assets, not to mention any media. Oh, you wanted to promote your presence at this show? Yeah. Yeah. But I heard Sarah loves vacuums. You don't want to know how much it costs to vacuum per square foot. I think this is valid. I think it's valid. It was, I want to say the current quote out of McCormick right now is over $2 per square foot. And so to have that's, a... That's stupid. Just show up with a couple of Amazon Roombas. 2,400 square foot booth over two days. You're looking at six to $8,000 just in vacuuming costs. Dude, Roombas are 200 bucks a pop. You could buy a vacuum and a very long extension cord, vacuum it yourself and raffle it off, but rules prevent you from doing this but if you use the Roomba you could call it a technology demonstration exactly I know and 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 these no, all I, day. I think yeah. we win there. yeah we, we win we yeah. conquered it and these and these costs change by location based on um, uh, labor services and, and unions so Chicago versus say Boston Philly Houston Anaheim Vegas. Um, uh-huh. So it's it's been a fun challenge to read through the very detailed exhibitor rule book for these conventions. Oh, my favorite is uh, Festo generally has the most comfortable floor. 
Yeah, you, you can rent so many, so much, so many layers of padding. Yeah. Every layer of padding's a cost. The carpet's a cost. So you yeah. know you're in the Festo booth without looking. You could walk. A blind person knows they're in the Festo booth you because just yeah, it's it's like walking on a Hoka shoe. Yes. Yeah. You can rent extra padding to make it more. Right. And they go with the max. Mm-hmm. So that's tough on the exhibitor people that are there all day. It's because it's. It's running all the extra muscles in your ankles. You don't know. Oh, yeah. And you get the end of the day, you're like, why do my feet hurt? I just stood for a day because you're standing on. Pro tip bring two pairs of shoes if you're an exhibitor and And swap the shoes at lunch. Don't bring new ones, bring ones you've worn in. Do you know how many people ask for band aids on day two of a show because they've got (laughs) blisters because they brought their brand new dress shoes for some reason? And don't wear dress shoes. Nobody's looking at your feet anymore. Black running shoes, right? Solid black running shoes. Oh, no. Go shoes. go full on uh, fuchsia. Well, Justin, fuchsia. What, yeah, what, what is your color of, of a trade show shoe? Race car red. Yeah. Race car red Perfect. tennis shoes. Yeah. Race car yeah. red. Perfect. Yeah. Race car red. Yeah. They happen to be Adidas Ultra Boost, not Hoka's, but if Hoka made a race car sure. red shoe, totally. I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could get the Tech on X, but it'd be a little overkill, and it's more orange. Yeah, I have the Speed Goats that are kind of that mm-hmm. fiery orange reddish. Mm-hmm. It is more orange. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. red shirts that go with our... Yeah, it works out really well. We look like Target employees when we go to the show. Yeah. Well, um, but it's Switch cool. out from, cool. uh, you know, khaki to navy or something. Maybe green. Go. <sighs> I could. I really don't think... And in my opinion, I think we really need to reclaim red and uh, and green from Christmas. I don't think they can, you know... Capitalize that. on yeah, it? Yeah, that's just, like, silly. I mean, the wild did it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you remember the motocross jerseys we had at Wagga one year? I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What did, I've seen Hawaiian shirts, um, brightly colored uh, suit jackets, race car shirts. So Hanover had a, they always have a uh, uh, a country of, a yes. partnership country. Yes. And uh, one year, uh, it was, Obama was, was president and it was USA. So they had the Phoenix booth. Had a Back to the Future full-on DeLorean on the <laughs> corner. Wow. And, uh, I mean, it was all all your favorite America hits, right? And then, like, the Harding booth always has, like, straw hats. So you have a bunch of people walking around with these giant straw hats. And then Obama shows up to go through Hanover, and they shut down two preceding buildings and two you know, uh uh, buildings, trailing buildings, and then he walks through five buildings at a time, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, like, <laughs> I mean, the show didn't start when Obama showed up. The, the show didn't start till one o'clock that day. If I'm an exhibitor, I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking for money back. Yeah, like five. He took down five buildings at a time just so they could walk him and the entourage through. <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. But yeah, oh. you you gotta have good shoes. You're gonna walk your tail off. I mean, they do offer Segway tours at Hanover. <laughs> at Hanover, yeah. that's that's that, awesome. That's actually not bad. In Vegas, they uh, I didn't get to ride it, but apparently between the two buildings at the the convention center there, they uh, the Boring Company and the Tesla cars yeah. do the drive. I got the golf cart ride yeah, back through here. the the graveyard of yeah. the uh, the boxes instead. Yeah, I think a one wheel um, would be perfect. Have you ridden a one wheel yet? No, I've heard nightmares though. If you go too fast, explain because I've been looking at it and it looks super rad. 
So the one wheel, there's apparently a bunch of one wheel fail videos where the accelerometer determines that you're going too fast. And so then it just kind of bucks you off. Oh, it just stops you. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I think that goes back to your, what was it? Your, your face runaway was falling face plant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I like the idea of just an electric skateboard. Like I have a neighbor friend, Steven. He's got one that does like 25, 30 miles an hour. Sure. That seems reasonable. And uh, appropriate, no excessive, handle. but yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. four-wheeled skateboard with yeah. a remote in your hand. I mean, boosted board prior to the the Chinese tariffs was doing really well, and I don't know. I just wish we could make them here. Maybe in like twenty twenty nine. Maybe. 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 It's all coming. I mean, it's all precursors to the elusive hoverboard, and that's when life will be great. <laughs> Is that your Back to the Future callback right yeah, there? Yeah, very good. I like very it. Good. I yeah, like thank it. You. All yeah. right. Oh man. Yeah, I've I've I haven't ridden any of these things. Uh, I'm too concerned about my head, and uh, I'm sure I'd be fine. And I also know that um, it would just be uh, it would be too much fun probably for me. Well, you're fine right up until you're not. That's the problem. Correct. And I'm I'm uh, I have a limited amount of uh, brain trauma I have left in my tank, so. Uh, yeah i'm just saying your dance cards just full up exactly i'm just i'm done <laughs> uh, i'll go uh, I, i'm f- i'm over 40 so it's it's we're cool <laughs> i'll still skateboard <laughs> well now i remember the early On boosted boards skateboard. had the normal like size wheels mm-hmm. yeah i see these other ones they got wheels. yeah yeah i feel like that should almost be mandatory I mean, for cracks and sidewalks, you'd think. Right. But you shouldn't ride this thing on a sidewalk. I mean, it's a But even vehicle. on the road, just all the little pebble crap. Yeah. Boy, I hit a little. Yeah. Or a Minneapolis pothole, you know. Well, I don't. I think this is still going to swallow up skateboard. You can lose a VW bug in some of those. Oh, God, holes. oh my God. Good yeah. junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I still have four wheels? Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, good yeah, enough. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Well, it sounds like we've come to the end of our trade show conversation. If we completely wanna. went off the rails to look no, at there's, one wheels, <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of mobility things that get covered in these trade shows, which is yes. fascinating. Um, yes, there are a lot of accessibility things that get they covered, but the automation act, um, automation displays. I think it's if you've never been to one and you're mm-hmm. curious about automation, I think it's. The fastest way to drink from the fire hose. Yes, and uh, and it gives you context of how to apply these things. And I strongly advise if you have the ability to go to a trade show, and if it's within five or fifty hours away from you, then you should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. So if you're one of the three users at SPS listening to us, find Charlie. He's there. I'm there. Following week, uh, McCormick Rockwell's Automation Fair. I'll be there. I'll be there. Selling stuff. Thank you. Thanks for listening. As Thank always. You. Happy Friday. Fun. Safe travels, Charlie. Cheers. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. Keep the letters coming to automationadvocates at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. The opinions in this show are ours and not representative of our employers. While normally polished, occasionally we might slide off the rails and into the ditch. Forgive us for that one. This episode's brought to you by Newton's Ninja. Do you work with load cells? Pressure transducers? Newton's Ninja is a simple and nimble force verification system weighing in at less than 25 pounds. 
Newton's Ninja enables users to calibrate load cells and compression and tension up to 5,000 pounds of force. Each Newton Ninja's kit includes a reference load cell and a digital indicator, each with a NIST traceable certificate. Head over to newtonsninja.com, use the code ADVOCATES to get a $300 discount on any of the three sizes of Newton's Ninja kits. That's newtonsninja.com. <laughs> 